With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption and logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com slash insights. How to fill an online event without paid advertising. This is Founder Wisdom, where we'll answer that question by distilling advice from our founders and the books, courses, or advice they recommend. Then we'll show you how we are applying that knowledge ourselves. I asked the CEO and co-founder of High Performing Coach, Maxwell Nee, how I could make our upcoming event better. And he walked me through 10 steps to actually do that. And literally while we were talking, I was sending off messages based on that information to the team. So without further ado, here's Max. So to start out, can you just introduce yourself and a few things about you, about why we should trust you in the event space? Yeah, so I have been doing events ever since I was 16. Uh, within our coaching business, uh, we actually managed to grow about 300% during the uh, the pandemic because we found a way to reconnect with people online through online events, which has been amazing because we used to do live events. And in the online event space, you don't have to worry about venue, cost, tea and coffee, travel, all that sort of thing. And you open yourself up to a much bigger market. Finding Founders is putting on an event on biohacking on March 2nd. So... I was looking at an article you wrote and I was wondering if maybe we could go through each of these points in the article that you talked about and see if uh, you could just explain a little bit more one about like what that point is and maybe how I can apply it with this event that I have coming up. The first point, you say, we created the content working backward from the most thoughtful value adding topic our audience wanted at the time. Give a little bit more context as to what that value adding topic was. It's about what's trending, you know, what's trending because whatever's trending at the time, there's a lot of momentum, you know, in terms of what's already in people's heads and what people, what words uh, shine light, louder than others on Facebook and on the internet and on newspapers and stuff. The trend wave riding thing, which is basically the first point, is more about the when, not what you're delivering. So it's about you know, are you doing a, an event near Valentine's Day? Are you doing it near Easter? Are you doing it near Christmas? You know, and how could you tie the language of what's already going through people's heads and reconnect that to your event? So it's about the trends and the momentum of people's thought processes that are already walking towards something. The thing about trends is that it doesn't have to be related to your industry at all. You know, you could tie like a very, very loose connection to, to anything like what is already in people's minds and really, really present uh, at the time. I want to move to our next point because um, I feel like you covered that pretty well, the first one. And, and tell me a little bit about what is lead time and why you should minimize it. Yeah, so lead time is the time that people register for an event, especially an online one. And, and every second and every minute of every day up until when they register to when they show up, you know, when the event actually happens. So the thing about free events is that there's three pieces of commitment you can take from people that people can give you to show that they're committed to showing up at, your, at their event. It's um, their time, which is what everyone gives when they register for an event. 
It's a monetary investment, uh, which is people paying for a ticket, right? People that just register for a free event compared to people that pay for a ticket aren't as committed as the people that have, are willing to pay a ticket. So if you're talking about a free event, this, this biohacking event is free, then the lead time that you want to have is um, no more than seven days. So what you'll find is if you have people register 14 days out, the people in the first seven days that have registered, you know, will forget about it. They'll just forget about it because they didn't they didn't actually step through, you know, a lot of qualifying, a lot of commitment, a lot of committing, a lot of working towards it to be really committed to showing up on the day. You know, people are predictably unpredictable. Um, and then and then you go to a free event, you know, the average time people to show up for a free event, at best you'll get 50%. So if you want 30 people in a room, you've got to have, you've got to register 60, you know, seven days or more, you'll find that the people who show up will drop down to about 35%, you know, 30% is probably the absolute lowest, but the shorter that lead time is, the more you itch up to that um, 50% show up rate. So I feel like oh, well, the, the third point that you went over in the article was um, uh, the channels to promote the event. Are there sites that I should focus on? that you think will have the best return in terms of a time investment slash monetary investment? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So what I would say is most of them are free. So there's no harm in literally just copying and pasting the description, your picture and everything from one event platform to another. Where I always start is Eventbrite because Eventbrite is like the largest native event search engine like in the world. The, the momentum there for people wanting to go to an event is already there. Whilst if you try to, you know, advertise your event on Facebook, you're trying to divert people's attention from liking a, a photo of their best friend to, hey, why don't you try registering this event? It's like trying to like cut someone off at the street and tell them to turn it into a, a different restaurant. So I always launch all of our events on Eventbrite. I tell all of our clients to do that because people have the intent in there to um, to go to an event. It's a bit like how if you have really, really great videos, you want to be putting them on YouTube rather than Facebook because people are going on YouTube with the intent already to watch a video. So they're just they're more likely going to just sit there and put the time in and soak it up, right? It's about, it's about intent. The trick is the way to use Facebook is you probably will never sell any tickets or re registrations from Facebook. But what Facebook does is that it's your social proof platform. So I want you to imagine like um, a ticket shop, like a physical one, and there's people lining at the door to buy tickets to go see uh, Bruno Mars. That's how you use Facebook. You post the event in like where you know most of the people will see it and you ask everyone to comment me if they're coming. That's the virtual equivalent of the ticket of the people going out the door. See, if people knew how many people was, were registering for your event, then that creates more urgency and drives more energy to people wanting to register for your event as quickly as possible. When people can see that movement, they're like, oh shit, I better, better jump on this thing. And everyone that comments on that post helps to boost that post because the more comments and likes on any post on Facebook, it creates more visibility. So it becomes like this snowball effect of everyone who's going to your event is promoting it for you. Cool. Okay, so now going to four, the four key topics or golden nuggets. Um, where do you put those four key nuggets and uh, and and what should they sound like? Um, the, the top four key nuggets um, that I talk about in this article, what I mean by that is if you can itemize for people 
the nuggets that they're going to take away. It doesn't have to be four, it could be three, it could be five, it could be seven. What that will do is that when people go to that event, by the time you shared one, if that one is pretty valuable, then um, they'll want to stay until they reach the last one. And as soon as you share that last one, because they, they want to write it down in their notepad, because they've written down one, two, three, four, five, and they want they want something else next to that number five. You'll find that as soon as you release that number five, drop-off rate will just, you know, 20% of people will just drop off. Because they're like, I've got the nuggets now, I'm done. So, so those nuggets help people to stay and give people structure in, in what they're listening for know structure and what they what they expect to learn um so you you mentioned that um you shouldn't receive access to the replay or shouldn't maybe tell people that you're that they're getting access to that replay but on your eighth point you said we also share that all registrants will receive access to the replay which one is it yeah yeah so if you want more registrations because you're using the event as say like a lead magnet to collect emails to, to nurture them long term then give away the replay Right. But if you want, mm-hmm. if you want to, for example, make an offer and you want as many people in front of the computers at that one point in time, then and it's more of a short term thing, then say no access to the replay. This is it. Show up. So it depends on depends on what your personal goals are. You know, if, if you're looking to build a longer term relationship, then then give away the replay. Uh, but if you're not looking to build a longer term relationship and you're looking to, to sort of drive some sort of action on the day, and say no replays. Another thing, your, your tip nine is about creating an online community. Yeah, so, so the first thing for me that's there is that the community has to be like a social community. What I would say is, yeah, you know, whatever, whatever offers people more value, if you think that people are going to receive value from, um, from this community, then yeah, I put it at the, probably towards a, the middle to bottom of the event description saying, and, you know, if you join, then you'll receive access to this Discord community where we talk about another three great things. Right. Going back to those golden nuggets. Yeah, you got to outline the focuses, the nuggets. Yeah. Okay. Finally, I guess these kinds of uh, the, these things happen um, together, but reminding people about the event again and again, do you have a structure for that? Um, and maybe talk a little bit about consistency in just doing events in general. Yeah. So if you're doing a free event online, you want to remind them, you know, you could, you could, if you really wanted to promote it like 10 days out, especially if you're running Facebook ads, then the ads have three days to optimize and then it goes really hard on, on day seven down to zero. Then I would send a reminder day seven, three and one. Uh, and then in terms of consistency, like, let me give you an example. So the, the Tomorrowland Music Festival is like one of the biggest music festivals in the world. They sell like, you know, 300,000 tickets within like 45 wow. minutes, generating $150 million, right? In 45 minutes, once a year on their terms, whenever they want. And like, you could look at that and think, okay, that festival sells their tickets in 45 minutes. That's how great they are. But they've been going running the same formula since, you know, 2012. So it didn't actually take them 45 minutes to sell 300,000 tickets. It took them nine years to be able to sell 300,000 tickets in 45 minutes, right? So that, that's a very, very powerful distinction because in the events game, I can tell you that that the the hardest event for them to fill and the, the one where they lost, you know, where they probably would have lost money would have been events one, two, and three. And then by four, it started to sell out on its own because it, it's that consistency, that community. And it's, it's when they announced that they were sold out, everyone that missed out on event eight, that then is the first people to buy event nine. 
interesting. So basically that's just another reason to have consistency and also maybe expect somewhat of a failure on your first couple. You're you're practicing and uh, trying to get better. Yeah. So remember when doing an event, it's about consistency because one out of 10 people that see your event will be pretty vocal about it. But seven of those people probably won't say anything at all, at least that you'll see. But those seven people are the people that you'll build your community from. So again, consistency is key. 